Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. January 6, Amen. In Romans 16, 27, Paul writes, and this is just catching him at the end of his thoughts, to be fair, uh, so read the verses prior for some context, but he ends this thought in Romans 16, verse 27 with this, To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. The word I want to draw out today is Amen. It sounds an awful lot like the, the Greek uh, pronunciation just a moment ago, amen, um, but uh, we're kind of cheating today on uh, Greek to me and using really a Hebrew word. Originally, this is a, a Hebrew word, a Hebrew adverb to be exact, translated a few different ways depending on the context. Here's a quick sampling in the New Testament. In Romans 16, it could be translated perhaps more so as let it be or so let it be based on this or because of this or uh, what was just said. Uh, let it be, I agree, a profound sense of agreement or solidarity like we just read in Romans 16. In John 15, it could be translated truly, truly or verily, verily, Jesus uh, unpacking some some very critical theological doctrine about his identity and the sober reality of his return to judgment. In John 15, he, he says, uh, truly, truly, three different times in the stretch of 10 verses here. Uh, for example, truly, truly, or amen, amen, I say to you, the Son can do nothing according um, uh, to his own, but he only does what he sees the Father doing. Uh, truly, truly, or amen, amen, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. And uh, the next verse, truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming. And he, and he goes on to, uh, to, to really provoke the, the sense of, of warning for his impending return and judgment. And so there, it's a dramatic emphasis uh, that the word amen is used for, for dramatic emphasis. And the last of our sampling here is, is seen in 2 Corinthians 1.20, where Paul writes, for all the purposes or promises rather of God find their yes in him. Uh, that is why it is through him, that is Jesus, that we utter our amen to God for his glory. So if you kind of look at those two sentences in 2 Corinthians 1.20 side by side, the word yes and the word uh, amen are really synonymous there. So in Christ, all the promises of God are yes and amen. So the significance of the word amen really in, in either context is this. Amen seals the deal. It communicates that it is done, it is fixed, it is sure. So I think about as we end our prayers with, uh, for example, in Jesus, amen, right? That's, that's a pretty common uh, way that we end our prayers, and it's more than just a fancy or even a traditional tag that we throw on the end of our prayers. It actually might be the, the thing of most substance 
in our prayers. And what I mean is this, knowing that we will end our prayers with, quote, in Jesus' name, amen, it keeps the content of our prayers in check because we know that everything for which we are praying must be in accordance with God's character, his will, and his word in order for our amen at the end, to have any meaningful agreement or affirmation, right? We, we can't go on praying our own things totally unconnected to the things of God or the, the will of God and then expect that our amen to have any sense of agreement. No, it's got to be in line with his character, his will, his word, so that we can, uh, in good conscience, say amen with confidence at the end as, as an exclamation point. Another way to think about it, saying in Jesus' name, amen, at the end of our prayers is what makes our prayers concrete. It's what bolts them to reality, the spiritual reality, that is. So it's what binds them to heaven. And it should provoke faith as we conclude our praise in song or our petition in prayer. 